Welcome to Building Reddit. I'm your host, Ryan H. Lewis. In today's episode, we'll speak with Kelly Hutchison, an engineering manager at Reddit. I wanted to find out more about what the day-to-day looks like when managing a team of engineers. She'll take us through her responsibilities, what her team has built at Reddit, and how she organizes all those meetings. Thanks for joining us, Kelly. So to start with, what do you do at Reddit, and when did you start at the company? Sure. Yeah. So right now I'm an engineering manager, but when I started at Reddit in October of 2017, I actually joined as an iOS engineer. And around, I think, May 2021, I had the opportunity to switch from being an IC, which is an individual contributor, over to engineering management. And so you're on the conversations experience team. What is the team actually responsible for? It sounds pretty important. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the conversation experiences team is actually a team that was formed in January of last year. So we've been, you know, up and running for about a year now. When the team was formed, the goal was to take over two of the largest traffic, highest traffic surfaces on the platform, the comments page and the subreddit page. So we've been focusing on those pages this whole past year, both with building new product features as well as modernizing the code there. Um, These are two of the largest... pages um, in the app, both in terms of the size of the code and just the traffic those pages see. So there's a lot of work to do to clean up the code, make it easier for other engineers to develop features um, on those surfaces. Yeah. And and lots of fun stuff in the future for those surfaces. What are some of the things that your team has built that Redditors may have noticed? Yeah, great question. So we run a lot of experiments in the code. So what that means, if you're not familiar, is we'll build a new feature that we think will do well. We have a hypothesis. And then we will release that to a small percentage of users over a two-week time period usually, see how it performs um, both with user sentiment and the data Um, see if any of the metrics moved. So we have released a lot of things under experiment and a lot of them don't end up making it all the way out to users. Um, However, the ones that have landed with users uh, on Android, we actually reduced a lot of the white space in the comment section. Um, You know, we realized compared to iOS, the number of pixels between the lines of text and, and from the title area to the body of the text was just large. So we reduced that. That way we can get more content on the screen for our users, given they really just want to read the conversation and don't care about white space. Something else uh, that we worked on recently is kind of revamping the pin post section on the subreddit page. So right now the pin posts show up as regular posts and they just have a small pin icon on the mobile apps. We've now condense this into one section that can be expanded and collapsed. And we're actually iterating on this now to make it, you know, a better experience based on user feedback. But that's just one thing. A lot of our roadmap is focused on simplifying both the comments page and the subreddit page and just making it easier to use in general. So stay tuned for a lot of the exciting work we have coming next year. Okay, so that's your team. As an engineering manager, what are you responsible for? Wow, so many things. It's hard to even think of all of them, but I'll give it a shot. So 
I'd say first and foremost, I am a people manager. So I have nine people who report into me. I meet with each of them weekly. I help with career development, goal setting, any issues they might encounter um, and just need help or mentorship or, or guidance on. So that's the first part. Um, beyond that, there's a lot of work that goes into the engineering life cycle of building features. So it starts from the beginning with the planning piece, working really closely with cross-functional partners, you know, designers, data science, product managers, figuring out what is it that we want to build? Why are we building it? So once we have that all nailed down, we do a lot of validation of that, doing engineering estimation, how long will this take? And then from there, we actually start coding. So my job is to ensure my team is set up for success in order to build the thing they say they're going to build within the time frame they say they're going to build it. So keeping everyone on track and focusing on velocity, which is you know the speed with which we deliver the work. Um, yeah, so so that's some of two of the biggest items. I'd say there's lots of meetings involved, you know, leading team meetings, meeting with other teams to make sure the things we're building don't interfere with the things they're building. Um, yeah, I'd say maybe one more item I'll mention is identifying inefficiencies and seeing if there's process that we need to come up with to solve those problems um, or iterating on processes that we already have to make the lives better for all of our engineers and, and cross-functional partners. Yeah. And lastly, a huge part of my job is hiring. So, you know, we're always looking to hire great engineers to come onto the team. And, you know, a, a huge part of my job is doing interviews, sourcing people, and making sure that experience is really great for candidates and hopefully having someone join the team. Wow. You have a lot on your plate. But you started at Reddit as an engineer. So how did you actually make the transition to become an engineering manager? Yeah, so that was a really exciting time. You know, I had been an iOS engineer as pretty much the only thing I've been doing since I graduated college. And there's always so much to learn. So making this transition wasn't an easy decision for me. I was faced with the the decision of choosing to go even further as an engineer, you know, think like depth first, getting further depth on my expertise there, or switching into management, which I always knew I would probably do that eventually in my career. I think it came a little sooner than I thought. Um, but really, it was just a great opportunity. My former manager was leaving the company, and there was an opening on the team for a manager. We tried to hire um, someone externally for a while, but then you know I was asked if I was interested in taking over this role. And I really did have to think about it. I talked to people who are in management and have made similar transitions just to get an understanding of how that might be like once I switched into management. And at the end of the day, I decided to take that jump and learn something completely new. So I'd say the first probably six months, I felt like I had no idea what I was doing. It was, it's just so different than being an engineer. You know, you're not shipping code every day. You don't have a PR up to feel like you accomplished something. So I was really just scrambling to feel like my work 
mattered and I was actually doing the right things. Because for a while, I, I just had to ask my manager, hey, should I be working on this? Is this worth my time? Um, so it's certainly interesting during that onboarding period and ramp up. Um, but I've been doing it for a little over a year and a half now. And thankfully, I've found my footing and I'm still learning so many new things every day. Um, you know, that's not to say I wouldn't have continued to learn things as an iOS engineer, but the things I'm learning are just so vastly different. And um, I'm excited to, to keep growing in my career. Speaking of all the things you're learning every day, um, tell me about an average workday. What are your mornings like? Yeah, so I work fully remotely. Um, you know, at the beginning of my time at Reddit, I was actually in an office. So it's interesting to kind of look back and think how my day in the life is different now that I'm a fully remote employee. So, you know, I still start the day with coffee and breakfast. It's just in, in the comfort of my own kitchen. I am a big coffee aficionado. So I like to try, you know, different types of coffee making techniques, French press, espresso. I have one of those little mocha pots. So coffee is always an exciting time in my morning. Um, but, you know, then I'll get online. I'll check up on Slack to see if there are any messages I might have missed. Given I'm working um, East Coast hours the day before, my colleagues who are in earlier time zones might have messaged me. So after I had logged off already. So yeah catch up on Slack and email. After that, I like to check in on our team's dashboards. This is where we have our most important metrics being monitored there. So if something happened while I was offline, if we have a drop in something or there's an issue, um, I would definitely want to check that first and foremost so that I could address it if there are any issues. And then after that, I use this tool called Asana. I'm sure most of you have heard of it for task management. And this is where I'll really organize my day, figure out what is the most important task of the day for me <laughs> to be doing. And hopefully I'm able to do that one first and get it out of the way so that, you know, if that's the only thing I complete in the day, I would feel accomplished and fulfilled. Um, and then I'll have a lot of tasks in there that might not be as important. So I'll, I'll try and kind of triage that for the week if this is a Monday morning and figure out when do these tasks need to be completed by? And Asana has you know due dates, and you can have different uh, columns similar to to Jira to organize by priority and, and whatnot. Um, and then depending on the day, there's probably a meeting or five <laughs> that I have to attend in the morning. I try to group certain types of meetings on certain days of the week, like all the one-on-ones with my team members I like to do at the end of the week versus the beginning of the week, I'll do more of the project planning, project check-ins, meet with my cross-functional partners, um, things like that. Are you using Asana for tracking your personal tasks? Yeah, exactly. Our, my team is using Jira, um, as is uh, all of Reddit engineering for project management, but uh, I use Asana for my personal tasks. Wow, my humble pen and paper to-do list really needs an upgrade. I can see how using a full project management app like that could really make things a lot more structured. Oh, yeah. And one thing that I've gotten the most benefit out of with Asana is, you know, if I'm in a meeting and someone's like, oh, can you do this? Or, or I got an AI um, 
or, you know, I got a message in Slack requesting something of me instead of doing it right away, which then disrupts the things I've prioritized on my to-do list for the day. I'll just quickly throw it in Asana. It takes me like five seconds to type something out. And I can also attach links if someone sends me something. So then that way, I don't have to have like 100 tabs open in Chrome or try and go back in Slack and find that message. It's all there. And then later when I have more time, I can reorganize it and let the person know when I'm able to actually get back to them. Okay. So that is a typical morning. What happens in your afternoons? Yeah. So... It just depends if if the meetings are in the morning or the afternoon, but there's, of course, meetings in the afternoon. I try and find time to do my actual work outside of meetings in the afternoon. Um, or, you know, if, if the West Coast is, is waking up at my 12 o'clock, uh, you know, I might have to coordinate with some of those folks on things if, if, if we're working on projects together and whatnot. Um, but outside of my work tasks, I do like to try and take a walk in the afternoon, weather permitting. Um, it's nice to get out of the house um, and, and just get some fresh air there. Yeah, I've also found that getting outside is especially important since I've been working from home as well. What are some of the good and some of the not so good things about working remotely? Yeah, I love this question. Um, let's see. So I'll start with the good. Um, so for starters, there's no commute time. I don't have to sit on a train or, or a car and, and spend multiple hours of my day. I can just kind of wake up and start work right away without having to, to worry about that. The flexible schedule is also great. You know, I I do have my working hours I usually adhere to, but you know, if I have a doctor's appointment or something, I can easily rearrange my schedule and and just go do that without having to worry about getting to an office and back after an appointment. Um, so those are I, I think the obvious ones. The ones that are more personal to me, I'd say, I have two cats and I get to be with them all day, which is just amazing, and they often attend all the meetings that I attend since they're very needy. My one cat, Murky, actually sits on my shoulders usually during meetings. <laughs> so my whole team pretty much knows my cats at this point. Um, so I love that part of working remotely. And then a few other things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a lot closer to my family now since I've, I've gone remote. I moved back close to home. Uh, I'm in a lower cost of living city, which is super nice since Reddit during the pandemic announced that they would pay you the same no matter where you live versus um, changing the pay based on cost of living in the area you're living in. So that's a huge perk um, that I'm super grateful for. And um, <laughs> I think some of the funnier ones about the good things about working remotely, food and lunch is in my control. You know, I can choose to eat, not to eat, choose what time I want to eat, um, just grab something right out of the fridge. I'd say the the other side of that, though, is I have to cook my own food, <laughs> which which is, you know, something I might not have had to do in an office. So I'd say those are the good. The bad, there's the obvious ones. Team bonding is difficult. Being remote, I feel I only see my team in these meetings that are very planned out with an agenda, given we only have so much time. Whereas in an office, you have the time walking to and from the meeting to to catch up with people and get to know them. And, and in the lunchroom, 
So I certainly miss those things. I try to incorporate time for the team to just have fun with one another. Um, every two weeks, we have a meeting where we play games, you know, like the online, uh, what is it called? Like Pictionary. So that's always a fun time, but I'd love to do more of that in, in 2023 with my team. You mentioned that hiring is one of your responsibilities. What kind of things do you look for when interviewing candidates? Yeah, absolutely. So my team conversation experiences is one of the many teams in the core experiences org. I don't know if I mentioned that before or not. But within core experiences, we are hiring a lot of people. We're looking for people that are hungry to do exciting and impactful work. You know, that might sound typical of any job description, but I will say our roadmap for 2023 is super bold. It's super exciting. We're trying to transform the look and feel of the app and make it a lot easier for users to use users who are both new and existing. So anyway, when it comes to hiring, we're looking for people who are excited to do that work and build those products. Um, We're looking for someone who's collaborative, process-oriented. Our org is pretty large, so it's pretty often that you're going to have to reach out to someone else within the org or even outside the org to get an answer, given that the code base is so large, it's going to be hard to learn that quickly. So you're definitely going to have to work with others and be, um, you know, reading a lot of documentation, producing documentation to make it easier for the next person. Yeah. So things like that, you know, we're looking for people who have experience working on products with large user bases, you know, that can also be learned on the job, but it's a huge plus to understand, uh, you know, how do our backend systems handle large amounts of traffic? Reddit has so many users. So when we're building new systems, we have to make sure that we can handle large amounts of traffic, scale with new users um, and make sure the site doesn't go down. Yeah, the site going down is a bad thing. We try to avoid it. (laughs) So you've been at Reddit for quite a few years. You've probably seen a lot, but I'm curious what you're the most excited about at Reddit currently. Yeah, so you're right. I have seen a lot. I've seen the company grow. I think when I joined, we had 200 something employees. Now I think we're either at or near 2000 employees. So lots of things have changed, including the product, uh, the culture at the company. It's evolved. Um, So I would say what I'm excited for is just what we have in store for our users coming up. We're really taking a lot of bold uh, uh, moves in terms of our roadmap, like I mentioned before. I'm excited to see the the Reddit app being simpler. And, and, you know, I think we've had a lot of features living in the app for years and years, some of them which might not be used. So just understanding, do we need that feature? Can we make this simpler for users? Uh, so that's the first thing. I think the other piece is Reddit is growing so much, both in terms of the company and and the app. So expanding that globally and really fulfilling our mission of bringing community and belonging to everyone in the world, not just, you know, within the US or or in the areas where I think Reddit has been predominantly used in the past. Um, and then of course I'm excited to modernize our tech stack. That's an ongoing challenge that I'm sure 
every company has, but we've really made a lot of great strides in the past few years in this area. And we have a lot of big plans to make the code easier to understand, to onboard if you're a new employee and to build features in without having to know tons of legacy uh, tech stacks and understand uh, the decisions that were made in the code way back when. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm excited about right now. All right. Now to the fun questions. Not that the other questions weren't fun. Um, <laughs> if you were on a deserted island and you only had access to one subreddit, what would it be and why? Oh, wow. Okay. Only one. So, hmm. I would probably pick something like legal advice or relationship advice. I love reading posts about people's problems <laughs> and their experiences. And it's always fun to see how people in the comments are having a conversation with the person who made the post and really helping them through their problems or else calling them out if, if they're, <laughs> are they the asshole? You know, there's another subreddit, subreddit called Am I the Asshole? Um, so that's definitely like the advice subreddits would be the thing I would go to. But, oh, one actually comes to mind. Have you ever heard of the subreddit Tree Law? <laughs> so Tree Law, I, I don't know when it was created, but it feels like a branch off of legal advice, but specifically for trees. So I've learned from that subreddit that trees are very expensive. And if you cut down a tree in your neighbor's yard, they can definitely sue you for a non-trivial amount of money and they will likely win. So be very careful when trimming branches or touching other people's trees. Man, the incredibly specific communities on Reddit just never cease to amaze me. I'll have to check out our tree law before I get some of my trees trimmed next year. Okay, so next up, what is your favorite meme? Oh, meme? <laughs> Let's see. Okay, all right, I got one. So there is this meme which originated on Reddit, <laughs> of course, where I will call it the with rice meme, if anyone's ever heard of it by that name. But basically what happened was this Redditor made a post saying, you know, I will rate any food you ask me to try. So people were commenting like, try uh, spaghetti with ketchup or something like that. And so he would, in the comments, respond to every single person after trying that food combination and say, spaghetti and ketchup, two out of 10. Spaghetti and ketchup with rice, five out of 10. And so he would try every food on its own and then with rice. And of course, every time he rated it with rice, it was always higher than without rice. So oftentimes the meme has evolved into people saying, you know, uh, five out of 10 with rice. <laughs> so that, that's my favorite meme. I often add it in and no one knows what I'm talking about. Well, now I'm going to have to go make some rice. So thank you, Kelly, for sharing your day with me and everyone listening. It's been wonderful speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. Well, that's it for this episode. I want to send a big thank you to Kelly for sharing her work life with you and me. So what did you think? Does it sound cool to build Reddit, one of the largest sites on the internet? If so, check out our open positions at www.redditinc.com 
inc.com slash careers. And to get more behind the scenes info, check out Reddit's engineering blog at reddit.com slash r slash reddit eng. And that's it for now. See you in the next episode of Building Reddit. Building Reddit is an official podcast from Reddit. This episode was produced by Ryan H. Lewis. Thanks for listening.